Hi, you're listening to WRBH Radio, 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sins. And here in the studio with me today, I have Ian McNulty. How are you doing, Ian? Amy, I'm great, and I'm really glad to be here. Uh, big fan of your show, and the name could not be more perfect, New Orleans by Mouth. That's how we live here. It, we live by mouth, whether we're talking about food or eating food. <laughs> and for my listeners out there, um, I think that Ian is screaming all the good things about food food in New Orleans from the mountaintops, whether it's on the radio, whether it's online, whether it's in the paper. It's really exciting to see what's happening. Well, this is a beat. As a journalist, Amy, this this is a dream beat. I mean, this is, you're covering something that is, you know, okay, it's delicious. It's fun to go out to restaurants. It's fun to talk to people about food and explore all these new things that they're cooking up. And, you know, pleasure is the bottom line here and sustenance. But... My God, a city like New Orleans to do this in, it feels so significant because it's so close to people's hearts, right? I mean, people eat good food and pursue good food and love to talk about good food everywhere. But I just feel like in New Orleans, because we have such a close relationship with our food in particular, with Louisiana food, with the way that different strands of the culture kind of thread together through food, uh, you, you just you have people's attention in, in such a, an intimate way, and that for as a journalist, as a storyteller, as just somebody who's interested in people, my God, that, that that's a that's a gift. This is a great place to do it in. Every day I say we are so lucky. <laughs> we are so lucky. You know, it, uh, Louisiana is sometimes like the the girlfriend we break up with sometimes, <laughs> and then we get back together because you start to realize that there are just so many charming things that outweigh you know, the challenges that we have here. And food is like the number one thing. And I think it's, our, it defines us personally here. Sure. And, and Amy, I, I agree with you. And I think that relationship, that like break up and make up kind of thing, even extends to food, right? Like all of us have been like, okay, no more fried seafood, no more this, no more that. Like I want sushi. I want uh, something vegan, light, invigorating. I want something from the Far East. I want something, you know, you, you want to explore and get out. Oh, why does it always have to be the same old Creole food? But then after you you have that for a little while, there's some part of you, you know, if this if this city is part of you, this, there, you get called back to the gumbo pot, right? That roux starts calling to you. You know, you, 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 you swipe through some picture of barbecue shrimp and you head over heels again, you know? You're like, I gotta have that. I gotta have that now. It's a constancy to it. And then, Frankly, that's why it's exciting to be uh, to be living by mouth in New Orleans yes. right now because uh, because we have so much more of that. You know, we have so much more variety uh, at our fingertips in restaurants and in the markets and and just you know our ability to get knowledge of of other cuisines like never before. And also, I argue uh, a, a stronger recognition of of what makes this place. Unique, what makes it special on the plate and in the kitchen and in the restaurants, you know. So I, I, it, it's a, there's a dynamic there with a little tension, you know. Like, are are we are we going to lose this? Are we doing too much of that? But you know, when I look back over 2019, right, this year that that just went by, what I see is a lot of great food adventures, a lot of new flavors, a lot of new personalities, people coming coming stepping up and bringing their talents and their flavors with them, but also. Just a lot of gratitude for what we have that's homegrown here. You know, if I look back at a whole year of of, of eating, a whole year of a New whole Orleans year mouth, of eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a whole year of eating. I've been doing it all year, folks. Uh, you know, it's it's that it's that mix. It's 
new, exciting, interesting things that you know I'm, I'm always learning about. You know, I, I'm I'm always curious and to find out about the next thing and, and grateful for people who take the time to slowly explain it to me or walk me through it. Uh, but also uh, the, the, the strength and the bonds of that familiar, uh, intimate New Orleans food, you know, the, the stuff of families, uh, the stuff of neighborhoods. And all you have to do is travel outside of New Orleans to refresh your memory of how unique that is, because there's great food all over this country. But uh I've not been to another place in America that has such a strong sense of its own food, you know? There's regional specialties, sure. But just in New Orleans, I feel like New Orleans food is is its own ethnic niche, (laughs) you know, in the way that we have Chinese food, Mexican food, Lebanese food. And New Orleans food. New Orleans food. And I feel like 2019 for me was kind of a—I had to stop myself and rethink here. Because for me, I am passionate about the classics, gumbo, jambalaya, the the cubions, the sauce piquants, the things that are the food that, you know, when at one time we lived off the land or went to these classic Creole restaurants, this is the food of my people kind of thing. And I I was very conflicted in 2018 because I saw the exciting flavors that were opening and coming and I I remember going but but what about this we can't we can't lose this are we going to lose our heritage and in 2019 I I stopped and thought and I went hmm I wonder if in the 1850s when the Sicilians came here if this was the same thing that was happening that all of the French and Spanish settlers that were here started going what is this red gravy stuff? Why are we putting tomatoes in everything? These people are changing it. <laughs> and now we look back and we go, that is uniquely part of our cuisine. And so 2019, I took a moment to step back and say, I think we're at a turning point in food in New Orleans, and we're starting to continue to define what Creole cuisine is. I so agree, Amy. That's well said. I mean, it's... Creole cuisine is always evolving. That's the nature of it. Uh, but, you know, there are, at this point, some bedrock anchors to it. Uh, and, you know, it's not like every every change is going to come at you with, uh, you know, fusion and capital letters and, like, this is the next new thing. Things happen gradually. Things yeah. happen, you know. Last year, this is a carnival season, right? King cakes are everywhere. Last year, we discovered <laughs> uh, Latin American market, EDL, EDL markets, right? They were doing their version of king cake, which was like a tres leches spin on king cake. Not really much like king cake, but in spirit and decor and look, it fit. And it was the delicious tres leches Latin American cake. And I just loved that. You know, that, that wasn't, nobody was taking away the king cake tradition. Nobody was saying this is the next, this is what everyone has to do now. It was just... Here's what we do. Here's where we are now. We're, and we're a part of it. Yeah, we're merging it. It's fun. That's fun. It, no, that is. And it's exciting to see people come in and just embrace every bit of the chaos that is New Orleans and New Orleans food. And I think, you know, over the last 15 years, we've seen tremendous changes. And we finally got our, our focus and our chefs are are finding their niches and really, you know, making a difference and a name for themselves in a very 
crowded food world here in New Orleans. Well, I, I think sometimes you have to get a few years on things before you can see where turning points were, right? And they're not always as clear as, okay, we turn the calendar and now this is this new era. Um, but I mean, a lot does go back to Katrina, mm-hmm. to that moment of change for the whole city, its entire culture, every, every little bit piece of it. Uh, and I, I do think that eventually it ushered in um, a new awareness of, of what we have because we almost lost it. But at the same time, uh, I think it opened people's eyes to how things can change. People spent people who are, are you know, died in the wool, loyal New Orleans people by necessity had to spend quite a bit of time outside of New Orleans. They saw different things. They came back with different ideas, different expectations. I could be talking about almost any yeah. sector of the culture or economy right now, but we're talking about food, and we started seeing that manifest really quickly afterwards. Plus, new people came in. There was a lot of new blood that came into New Orleans. And let me tell you, I'm grateful for them. You know, uh, And they they brought with them new ideas. Hey, how come this place I love doesn't have this, doesn't have that? Now, here's where the tension is, right? Does all of that accumulate so much that you don't recognize New Orleans exactly. anymore? Exactly. But I think that's the, the countervailing trend was that, wait a minute, we almost lost gumbo. We almost lost Creole Italian. We almost lost our stand-up oyster bars. These thing, you know, we, we traveled other places. We lived in other places. The schools were great. The roads were great. The food was terrible. <laughs> when we get back home. And the home, food outweighs it all. <laughs> right, right. No, no, you know, nobody's first meal when they, when they were reunited with New Orleans was uh, a poke bowl, you know I mean? <laughs> it, was, okay, it wasn't a big thing back then. But it was gumbo. It was jambalaya. It was their favorite po' boy, et cetera, you know. Uh, and so, you know, the years have gone on, and in the midst of all this, indisputably, food, food trends have been changing and taking root faster than ever all over the country, all over the world, because social media and all the different media channels and the, the pervasiveness of food content, food coverage, uh, it sells. People know that it sells. Uh, it's very obvious from the numbers that people can track now on their social media and their websites and everything else. So you're getting a big, big dose of it everywhere mm-hmm. you look. And in New Orleans, you know, trends that would have taken years if they ever showed up uh, are now showing up at the speed of a pop-up. You know, yeah. like, oh, that's cool. I saw that that thing on my feed. I, I can do that. We're going to do that outside of our bar. We're going to do that on, a, you know, the closed night of this bakery or whatever. Awesome. I love it. Uh, you know, and anyway, if I didn't love it, <laughs> nobody would care. <laughs> You'd stop it. <laughs> but at the same time, so at the same time, uh, and I do think it needs a reminder sometimes, though, that that the what makes New Orleans this great food town and what's what gives it this gravity for all these people who want to come here and do interesting things in food is not the teeming diversity so much as with the bedrock local culture that grows here, right? Yes. And the diversity is great. Uh, but, you know, we're never going to be Los Angeles in terms of size or, or these huge populations and subcultures. We're never going to be New York like that with the, the mass amounts of money that can fund these extravagant restaurants every which way, you know. What makes New Orleans is a great food ter- town, what makes New Orleans a great food town on its own terms is what we have in our blood, in our culture that's passed through our families and that we share with visitors and with newcomers who decide to make this place their home, and that's why I love it. I, I love it. I can feel, I can like feel the passion and the excitement, and you know, I feel the same way. I think we're a very special place, and I think the state of Louisiana is a very special place. 
and where you go in the state and what you eat in the state can vary so differently by 30 miles and people call it the same thing something you know i have i have shrimp bisque at arno's and then i have shrimp bisque at Juvens and it, it ain't the same thing right you're like this is gumbo if you are from new orleans you know you don't it's brown what's going on why isn't it pink and you start to see that these dishes are, are going across but the same excitement that's happening in food is is happening all over the state of Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Lafayette. Even, you know, when we go up to Monroe and Shreveport, it's really exciting. Yeah, I agree. Now, you know, I'll say that there's always been great cooking everywhere in Louisiana, uh, but mostly it's been at home. Yes. Or the camp or, you know, around the around the, <laughs> the black pot. Uh, I think with the, the change that we're seeing that maybe you're commenting on is, is that it's it's becoming more of a restaurant scene. Right. It's becoming more accessible to, to us who, who don't get the invitation to Sunday dinner. <laughs> right. Uh, years ago when I was I did a lot of traveling around Acadiana for my book, uh, Louisiana Rambles, kind of a travel narrative about uh, exploring the Cajun and Creole heartland of Louisiana. And, uh, you know, this was, this was gosh, uh, eight years ago now. Uh, and it was, it was disheartening to hear from everyone that I ran into how, yeah, the food at the restaurants is good, but you're never going to experience it till you come over to my mama's house. Or when I'm like, okay, well, when? <laughs> yeah, already. My yes, yeah, yeah, schedule is clear, you know? I thought about you know, hanging out outside of churches and just like following families of them, exchanging like, you know, copywriting uh, duties or light yard work in exchange for Sunday summer invitations, but never materialized. But yes, to your point, <laughs> wild tangent aside, um, it's exciting to go to these to other cities now and see them start to express uh, what Baton Rouge cuisine can be, what Acadiana cuisine can be in Lafayette, uh, and I, I think that's the next generation taking taking the reins. The next generation saying, "We love this place. This is our home. We want to be here, and uh, we want to we want to show." our interpretation or our appreciation for these things with a modern style. Yeah. So what we're seeing all over the board. It's that mix of a roots cuisine with a modern style. You know, people who are in their 20s and 30s now who are just starting to make their way into the business uh, who, you know, grew up with a whole different range of influences and have a whole different uh, palette of opportunities ahead of them because of the world <laughs> inherited with Again, social media, that platform, the, the the interest that people have, the way that people will flock to a new restaurant now in a way that maybe they wouldn't have 20 years ago. Uh, you know, they have an audience. They have people who are really eager to come out and see these things in a way that, you know, would have been a lot harder road a generation ago. Uh, and I think the, the most exciting examples are the ones that are applying that modern approach, that modern style and attitude and interest and in, in, cross-cultural curiosity and openness to things that feel at home in Louisiana, that feel like they came here and belong here. And, you know, I agree. I think there's there's so much happening, but there is this younger generation that says, I want to carry the torch for what is considered, you know, elevated Louisiana cuisine. And they're, they're really, they're, they're, they're out there with it, and you're seeing it all over the place. And I think your point about social media is really great because we see that it is sometimes the driving force and controlling the direction that we're seeing restaurants go and trends go. And I haven't decided if that's good or bad in some ways. Agreed. And I, I step back and I go, 
Well, let's look at like some of the crazy stuff that's happened. You know, we had the cupcake only restaurants and the <laughs> donut only restaurants and the the people on the trends. And I joke with friends of mine that say, "Oh, I want to open a restaurant right now." I'm like, "Well, first of all, don't do it. We have a lot of them. <laughs> but secondly, if you do, my theory is you change the concept every six months and go with the fleeting desires of the social world because it seems like um, we're at this this point where there's there's crazy fun trends that we jump on, and then when the next new fun thing happens, we jump on, and somehow I feel like social media needs to do justice to the people that have been around for 30 years, too, and remind remind everyone that those are pretty fun and exciting places. So, you know, what do you think about these all cupcake and <laughs> all, po- like, you know, pokey was a big thing. And Well, I think, you know, social media is, we have to remember, first and foremost, a promotional environment. You know, it's promotional for the companies that are behind these social media networks. So no matter what else happens on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, it's there to benefit Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, first and foremost. You know, whatever you get out of it is, that that's beside the point, right? Uh, and it is promotional for restaurants. It's promotional for individuals who want to, you know, exert an influence or show that they have a following so that they can gain influence, you know, so it's, and, you know, what's what's popular? What's popular for promotional purposes is something that's new, something that's shocking, you know. Uh, New Orleans is always uh, going to have these trends roll through it, and Social media has just uh, increased, uh, I think, the the turnaround time for them, of course, you know. Um, And I love seeing, you know, I love seeing Louisiana institutions or old-fashioned New Orleans places uh, express themselves through this means. And, and I love personally, as a journalist, finding places that maybe don't have that exposure and using the platform that we do have as a modern media company and and I have as a, a food writer and a journalist uh, to to give them to give them some of that, you know, to to, to raise that up a little bit. Because let's face it, I mean, a lot of the places that I love are, you know, they're mom and pops, you know, if, if they haven't been around for 50, 60 some odd years, a lot of these places are very new bootstrap kind of places and someone's cooking in the back and someone's trying to make it work up front and, you know, mom and dad are involved maybe and, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully somebody's on the ball to, to, to market and promote it, but uh, that can be a different beast, you know, it's like almost any creative thing, you, you make it. And then you realize that wasn't enough. Now you have to sell it, sell right. it, sell it, sell it. Sell it. <laughs> I realized that when, when I wrote books. Uh, but uh, it, you know, that, that's where that's where it's incumbent on people who care about these places to make sure that they do get elevated. And you don't have to be a food writer. You don't have to be on 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 staff at uh, some media organization to do this. I mean that that is the beauty of it. That you know anybody who cares about things and has interesting things to say uh, can have can can make a difference with these things, right? So uh, you know it's the bottom line is. Uh, New Orleans is ever changing. We have all these new things coming in, uh, but we still have this uh, element to our food culture that is uh, is more lasting than any individual restaurant. You know, it, it's the idea that 
you know, people are always going to cook po' boys. People are always going to make up po'. People are always going to want to sit down to uh, meals that make them think about the last time they had that dish or the last time they were together with this particular group of people under this roof, you know. Uh, and that's the strength of it. And that that's, that, hey, that that's hard to put a hashtag on, right? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> food love. I mean, it's like, what is it? It's the memories. But one of the things that I see happening that thoroughly entertains me is the local sarcasm on uh, food social media. And particularly, I jumped on the Popeye's fried chicken sandwich bandwagon. I love it. Guilty. And even dressed up as it for Halloween. <laughs> but the sarcasm that I saw from local restaurants of, well, hey, now we have a chicken sandwich. We've been having a chicken sandwich longer than Popeye's has had a chicken sandwich. And just this level of almost like fun banter you see between local restaurants is really, it's kind of exciting and refreshing and and true New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, before that would be, you know, that would be somebody taking out a, a, a you know, the full pay, page ad, <laughs> times picking you into rats, somebody, you know. And uh, I actually, I, still, I, I do think some of that stuff still happens in uh, in, in the press and the alt, alt, alt magazines and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's fun to see. You're right. But it shows the personality that runs through these places. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's another gift of living in a place that's not completely dependent on corporate chains. I mean, Popeyes may have sparked this with <laughs> with Chick Fil A, very big chains, uh, but you know when the conversation takes on its own momentum, it's uh, you know our restaurants do have personality because there's individual people running them, they're and they're funny uh, people. Oh, I love restaurant people. <laughs> Listen, restaurant people, people who choose this life and who thrive in this life, you know. Maybe there's just something a little off on them, you know, and, and, and that's why I love them. You know, I mean, maybe just because I'm looking in the mirror and seeing something else in a different realm. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm endlessly grateful for, for the personalities that these people bring to the task because it, it, it's not just, um, you know, making food in a, in a in a in a glass bubble and presenting it, uh, you know, on a, on a white marble table. It, it's. That it wouldn't matter as much if we didn't care about it, and we wouldn't care about it as much if, uh, if the people weren't part of that, you know? I agree. You know, as we're looking at 2020 and, you know, our, our hearts and minds are focused on New Orleans and New Orleans food, you know, what predictions? What are you most looking forward to? What what's going to happen? Uh, a couple of things I see happening. I'm, we've seen this kind of developing for a few years. The French Quarter, to me, is is this. It's at this real tipping point kind of kind of time, right? And uh, on the negative, it's very obvious. You know, you walk down there. There's you know, you see the neglect. You see. Uh, uh, you know, the, the Hard Rock Hotel is is the the huge challenge that's going to remain for a long time for that area. But but even you know you see buildings that are falling apart. You see this cultural heritage sort of being squandered. You see you know you hear reports of crime. You think oh that's scary. And on the other hand, you see a lot of new investment, new a lot of new ideas, a lot of new energy. This is happening individually. You know property by property, company by company, and. No shock, Amy. Restaurants and bars are taking the lead in some of that, yeah. right? So there is this this new generation that we talked about before, the people who, uh, you know, have have come up with their own influences and opportunities, uh, who recognize that they have something here that's unique in New Orleans, uh, and that are they're they're working that through. 
And when they do it in the French Quarter, I think that's a really valuable place to do it because that that's the cultural hub. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's where, like it or not, that's where most visitors get their first impression. You travel around the world. You go, where do you go? You go to, like, the old town, the old square, the historic core. At least you visit it, right? Ours is incredibly rich. It tells such a story through its architecture and people and restaurants and bars. And I'm really excited to see people adding new chapters to it. And so the last year I've seen a, a, uh, was particularly rich for that. A lot yes. of new good debuts in the last couple of years, let's say. And I hope that continues because, gosh, there's a long way to go down there, right? There's a lot of, you know, people don't realize if we look around town, the number of vacant buildings, the number of of spaces and as you know tourism is our market right. and it continues to be our market and as that market grows and grows uh we want to put our best foot forward and i i love that the french quarter is is getting a little bit of a, a spruce up and a little sparkle and shine added to it these days <laughs> and and again you know to, to that point maybe a bigger theme is is making the hospitality industry in general better, right? Now I don't pretend to have all the answers, but you see, you know, there's a there's now there's a cooking school in town uh, that's that's directed at culinary careers more than like culinary degrees, it's right? Awesome. That's Noki. Uh, you know, it's small, but it, it's 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 new. It's, it's making you know, it's 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 changing the conversation there, adding another option. Um, there's so many people uh, who rely on the hospitality business in one way or the other. Uh, and we see how susceptible it can be to things like infrastructure failure, to weather, to uh, perception from out of town about safety or what's happening in New Orleans, right? So there's all these things uh, that, that feed into the hospitality industry. Like I said, it's so important uh, to our economy and to our culture. It's what we do. We're in the it's, hospitality it's business in the way that L.A. is in the film business and the way that New York's in the financial business, right? So uh, I would like to see in 2020, I hope that we see some some more changes and some more momentum towards making that more sustainable, more healthy, more, more of all that it can be. I, I love it. I love it. Me too. And I feel very passionately about it. And I think we have great people in the industry. And as we take care of our our tourists and our clients and our guests from out of town, taking care of our people and cultivating them and, and making it the career that they always wanted it to be is also, I think, our duty as restaurateurs. Oh, one of the beauties of New Orleans is that, you know, the restaurant business is not just what you do between college and your real job or whatever, right? People see that there's a path here, and there really is. I mean, yeah. people, can, people can make a good living at it, and as we see every other week, they can start their own thing. I mean, this is... This is a town with an endless appetite for, uh, for for new and interesting things, and with all the tourists that come through here, it's a huge audience. So it's a, it's it, that's one of the reasons why it's so exciting to be on the sidelines, at least covering this and to see what is happening in town. And I want to um, have our listeners know. So we're we're talking to Ian McNulty and. I haven't even said like Ian McNulty 10 times because I'm like so focused on what he's saying. 
But you got to tell everybody how they can find you, how they can read what you're doing, listen, and because you got tons to say. Check it out at NOLA.com. <laughs> That's our website, Times Picayune. We still deliver it to your doorstep daily. My Labrador retrieves it. <laughs> Retriever grabs it off the stoop every day. Uh, and you can hear me on WWNO on Thursday afternoons and Friday mornings doing my little rap on food. So I let him come on so he didn't compete with me. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouse, Chef Amy Sins. Until next time, ciao.